0: Help, I Got a Mac podcast episode number 100. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biding. They're here every single week for you. Or almost we every are. almost every single week, we are here to help those of you who are moving over to the Mac side. That's right. This is a podcast devoted to the Mac switcher, and today we're going to talk all kinds of Apple related stuff. But we're mostly going to pat ourselves on the back for 100 episodes, Chris.
1: <laughs> Woo! I thought yeah. It would, I thought, I thought it would never be here. And actually, this is—if you think about this—is actually more than One hundred, because I was on a few episodes of uh matt of uh help i got a mac classic
0: yes there was the help i got a mac classic series
1: (laughs) where you came in and you saved this show my friend (laughs) you saved this show this show kind of got developed from net junk a little bit too i think it did this was was like an offshoot it did in fact there was one crossover episode back in the day do you remember that (laughs) exactly yeah this is like when uh you know, when they launch a new TV show and like when CSI Miami happened, you know, all the guys from CSI was on CSI Miami. And then, all you know, it's like that. They did that in the 80s all the time.
0: Exactly. That's how we get our crossover audience. You know, you got to cross pollinate things a little. And so uh, that's exactly what we did. We transitioned over. So um, for those of you who are or who are relatively new, I mean, I imagine that there are significant amount of people out there who are now listening to Help I Got a Mac either on a regular basis. It could be your first time even. And you maybe have not heard the entire story of how this, got, this podcast got started, which this isn't going to be the history of Help I Got a Mac, the full <laughs> episode. But uh, back in time. The, the title of the show really says it all. And so I used to do this show called Net Junk with my best friend and prayer partner, Robert Johnson. And, cool. uh, and we one of the things we talked about all the time was technology. I, I said it wasn't going to be a history of Help, I Got a Mac. It is. The whole episode's not going to be, though. So so, (laughs) stick with me for five minutes. Um, But the deal is, we used to do this show called Net Junk, and we talked about all the technology we loved. And one of the things that we talked about, and I mean literally for months and months and months, was Robert was all bent on getting a Mac, and he was trying to convince me that a Mac was the way to go. And and I was, you know, that was back when Macs were really putting out a lot of those awesome commercials, the Switcher commercials, and and you know there was this cool factor. And I'll be honest with you my desire for a Mac was really the cool factor end of it. Plus, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm ready to try something new, something different. And I was always on the fence, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and the big thing for me was the cost. Cause I was always the kind of guy who I'd love to buy a computer for 500 bucks or, you know, 700 bucks, I, you know, really never spending more than a thousand for sure. And that was back in the day when every computer was, you know, a thousand plus. Yeah. So I always bought cheap windows stuff and then Windows Vista came out, and I went <laughs> out and bought myself a $700 or $800 Vista machine, and blue screen to death, uh, you know, every 30 minutes was frustrating to me, so I, I dumped that, took it back to the store, or actually, no, I sold that computer um, to somebody else with Windows XP on it, and I decided, it's time for me to get a Mac. And literally, the title of the show says it all. It's, Help Everybody, Cliff's got a Mac. I need help, <laughs> and, that's, and I
1: think I saw that. And I, I, con, I think I may have contacted you. Or you, I can't remember how that, how that worked out.
0: Yeah. Well, you and I, um, Robert connected you and I when I first got the Mac. That's right. And he says, "Here's a guy you need to ask this questions because I'm new." And Robert was new to the Mac as well at the yeah, time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Says, so he, "Here's my friend Chris, you know, and 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 stuff, and, and and you know, he's good friends with Ben Moore, who's another friend of mutual friend of ours." and uh you know he's, he's a great guy you need to talk to him he'll he's, he'd be willing to help you and i remember the very first time we tried to do a three-way um i chat and i think you were having problems with your uh
1: we i think we i think we did the old double ender too yeah yeah we did all kinds of stuff trying to make everything work that first show where i came on on net junk i thought was, was it didn't go real well <laughs> so i didn't have my i didn't have my flow <laughs> many of them didn't back then <laughs>
0: But anyway, uh, so the help I got a Mac, I kind of launched that show on my own, originally launched it on my own. And it was just, you know, hey, guys, this is what I'm learning. This is what I've done. Um, I'm really liking this. And for the first two weeks that I owned my Mac, I loved it. And then uh, the third week into owning my Mac, I loathed it. The honeymoon was over. The honeymoon was over. (laughs) And I felt like I was left with a big, huge, gigantic, junky piece of plastic. What a useless <laughs> pathetic excuse of a computer that this is and I cannot believe I spent this money. That on, man. That's exactly how I felt. And, and in fact, <laughs> those episodes aren't aren't online anymore. But uh, it, it, what happened was right around episode number six or seven. I started just it was it was the help or it was the I'm here to hey, hey I hate my Mac show. It, that's exactly what it was. Hey, I help my I hate my Mac show, and it was getting really negative and it was really ticking a lot of people off. And then I said, okay, help! I okay, I'm I'm not giving up on my Mac. Obviously, I've got an investment here. And you offered to help, and I asked you if you know, you'd come on for an episode, and you graciously came on for an episode. And then you came back for a second episode, and then I said, you know, hey, Chris, I'd love to have you on as a regular.
1: Was that like three years ago?
0: Uh, you know what? Watch this. I can tell you exactly, because if I go to gspn.tv slash episode guide, uh, yeah. I have a list of every single episode and their dates. So if I go back to episode number one, we started this on... <gasps> October fourteenth, two thousand seven. So, it wow, was two years, two years ago. Wow. Well, that's the that's the relaunch. So it was probably yeah yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was probably June or August when we when we originally started with you on. Wow. Yeah. Memories. And no doubt. So so anyway, that's a little bit of the story of how this all got. You came in being a former Mac genius. You were the perfect co-host for the Help I Got a Mac show and and all of a sudden this podcast became useful and so uh we relaunched and says you know what we we don't even want those old cliff hates a mac <laughs> stuff in the in the archives anymore let's dump all those shows i think we were on like podcast i think we were would have been like on episode number 14 15 or something like that and we relaunched the show brand new with a positive outlook of the mac um, and, and we've been doing it now. This is our 100th episode of the, of the newly relaunched show. Well,
1: I'm glad I'm a part
0: of it. I'm glad you're a part of it too. And some amazing things have happened as a result, uh, in Chris's life. So I, I I'm excited to be able to talk about that in the future.
1: Yes, definitely. Chris, let's
0: go ahead now and, uh, jump in. See, uh, that wasn't too bad. Seven minutes. No, and not all. seconds. Uh, we did the whole entire history of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> And now we're, we're ready to get into some Mac news. So tell us what's going, let's on in, let's, what's going on in the world of Apple.
1: Well, the first one is an Apple acquisition. Apple buys the, uh, the streaming company Lala. Uh, Apple uh, spent a little bit of money. Rumors are going anywhere from $20 million to $80 million to $15 million um, on a company called Lala. And uh, what Lala is, it's kind of... Lala's an interesting thing. If you go to lala.com, you can listen to any song that they've got one time. Any song in their catalog, you can just listen to it. Full through. Um, For a dime, you can can listen to it as much as you want. So for 10 cents, you have basically like an online streaming iTunes catalog with songs that are 10 cents a piece. Wow. You can also... And I believe I've not done this yet, but I believe Lala can look in your iTunes library and say, "Okay, you've already got all these songs. I'm just going to go ahead and add these to your Lala library for free." Interesting. And then the the thought is is you can have your 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 music library anywhere you can get a, a computer on the internet. Wow. And uh the 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 Lala co founder uh demoed an iPhone app in October that allowed intelligently cached songs to be streamed to your phone. Um and what's cool is that they're cached so you can get them outside of the the data area. So you could you could have a, a bank of phones ca bank of songs cached on your phone. And um Apple Yeah, it, it, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Apple bought them for the technology and for the people, but no one knows what's going to happen yet. LaLa's still open and still working. They haven't shut the site down yet, so it's interesting. This could be the streaming, you know, subscription model that that everybody's been wanting from iTunes. This could be a whole new way of doing it. This could be, you know, Apple could say, okay, um, you know, you can store all your music on your iPod or on your iPhone. We realize people have gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs of data. And with applications, they can't fit everything on their phone. But let's let them stream all their iTunes content from their streaming iTunes locker, you know, up on the cloud. So, I don't know, man. It, it could be exciting. Uh,
0: you know, it sounds interesting. You know, I really don't listen to a lot of music myself personally um, because I listen to so much, you know, audio content otherwise, uh, yeah. podcasting and things of that nature, and audio books. But you know, it, it, I like the idea um i'm a little bit more interested is it called spotify have you heard of spotify
1: yeah spotify yeah yeah spotify is pretty cool spotify you listen is some, anything you want uh and it's ad supported i think
0: yeah it's all ad supported but it's available i mean it's every song that's available to spotify you, you listen to it for free when you want when you want on demand even right mm-hmm, yeah and, and uh they have it over in the uk and they have an iphone app in the uk it's kind of like you don't pay anything you just you just listen and of course it has the ability to purchase the song and and all that stuff so i i I think i'd like spotify more than i would like la la
1: right yeah and it's all about uh you know the all those music licenses are negotiated differently in each country so
0: but but i you know what the idea of paying here here's what i do like if 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 itunes had this would i go for it probably if if i could go in and buy ten songs for a dollar, and I have access to those songs, and I can listen to them whenever I, I want, as much as I want, for as long as I want. Ten cents a song is
1: amazing. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad idea. And but, also, you know, let's say your hard drive crashes. You know, you lose all your iTunes songs. If you don't have them backed up or on CDs originally, you're out of luck.
0: Yeah, but here, here's the thing. Here, here's why I'm not excited about this. And by the way, this is the first <laughs> time I've heard about it. And, and, and I'm trying to think right now. What, what's the drawback here? Well, ten cents a song. Obviously, they're not going to give you an unrestricted, direct, non-DRM MP3 file. Oh it, no, it, it's not streaming only. C- yeah, and so so that's not going to happen.
1: And that well, I think. I, go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I think their model is: if you like this song so much for an for an additional seventy cents or something, you can you can go ahead and just buy the track outright. Yeah, but but then then you're right back to where you were before. Yeah, but at least you get to listen to the song and decide if you want to. And that's kind of the thing with iTunes: you get thirty seconds to to listen to like the hook of the song. Yeah, at least with Lala, you, you know, even just think about it: you can go to Lala if, you want, if you're on the fence about a song or an album. You can listen to the whole album one time and decide if you want to buy it or not
0: right so if you wanted to see if you really like this latin song you could click here and uh see what it sounds like let's see what it sounds like here i like the piano Mm mm-hmm
1: What's cool is when you sign up for Lala, you get like forty free credits or something for for the streaming stuff. So you can you can put forty songs in your locker. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean,
2: it doesn't hurt,
1: dude. I like the sound of this.
2: I have no idea Lala, what she's
1: saying. Lala's got pretty good quality, and yeah, Lala's a pretty cool company. Back in the uh back a few years ago, they they saved. Uh, the world famous alternative rock station based in Cincinnati called WOXY, and 97- owned them for a while.
0: Is that ninety seven X?
1: Yeah, they owned the them for a while. And they, of <laughs> rock and roll. And they recently sold them back in, well, back the first of, of this past year um, to another company. But yeah, Lala kind of has some some roots here in Cincinnati uh, by saving the greatest radio station of all time. Very at awesome. least in my at least in my opinion.
0: Well, you know what? Streaming music library, ten cents a song, uh, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe. Well, I could see them do like, man. See that? That's the thing. The Zune Pass. Yeah, yeah. I I have to admit, I am a Zune fan. I think they. I think the hardware is cool. Uh, the Zune Pass is brilliant. It's fifteen bucks a month for you know all you can eat the download, and out of those uh, all you can eat, I think you get five songs. Uh, to keep like as non DRM, you know, MP3s. Wow, so that I, is amazing. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. Yeah. You build your library. You've also got all these songs. You know, you get to experiment uh, without any kind of real like risk. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the deal: is is that the the original stuff? I can't see that it's going to go away. You know, the buy it for a dollar twenty nine or do, or for ninety nine cents. That stuff, I, I would imagine, it's going to stay even with the acquisition of Lala so i mm-hmm. i you know what i think it's great to have an offer for something like this and who knows i may become a a streaming music guy and and if 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 you could buy song you know listen to any song once and pay 10 cents to uh to be able to hear that to have that added to your streaming library may, maybe yeah exactly and 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 it would be it would be really cool if i had an iphone application and I could stream, you know, all my music over a 3G connection and listen to it as much as I want and in
1: the playlists and stuff. I, I could see yeah. that. I could see that. I, I, I think it'd be awesome. And, you know, you're at a party and boom, you got all your music and um really I, I listen to streaming music constantly on my iPhone and it it sounds brilliant. I mean, over 3g over wi-fi it always sounds good
0: yeah and and the one thing i haven't liked about listening to streaming music over all these applications like pandora and all that stuff you never really get to
1: choose your entire playlist exactly yeah now now with with slacker you can you can shape it a little bit more than you can with with pandora but yeah so lala that's a that's a cool buy we'll see what happens with that
0: yeah we'll see how that works out so
1: all right what we got new next here google chrome this is personally my favorite story of, of the week. Yeah, okay. Google Chrome for Mac is finally released. Uh Google released a beta of their Chrome browser for the for the Mac nearly 14 months after the Windows version, Chrome's built on the WebKit engine just like Safari. Um I've used it briefly and uh there's a couple things to me that that are kind of a uh, weird and it's it's I've used it I used it all day yesterday and the first one's the lack of a search box and instead Google has this what's called the omnibox. And it's the address field, but it combines search and address into there. So you just start typing in a list of results up here beneath the text field. Yep. And that's including browsing history, search options from Google, and, and more. And um, it's going to take some getting used to. And I also imported all my bookmarks from Safari, and it was it was pretty quick to do that. And uh, yeah, the the tabs slide in and out. It's kind of kind of cool looking. And uh, I guess the, the big thing with, with Chrome over all the other ones is that the tabs are their own little process. So if a certain website is bringing your whole computer down, which in Firefox, that happens every once in a while. Firefox uh, is so unreliable these days. Yeah. It, if, this, if, if there's a site that's bogging it down you know, with Flash or, or just bad JavaScript or something, you just kill that tab and it won't bring everything else down. So I've, uh, I've not uninstalled Firefox, but Firefox's icon is not in my uh, dock anymore.
0: Uh-oh. You've and, undocked
1: uh, it. Firefox, you're on
0: notice. I I, I love fire. I, I depend on Firefox way too much. Um, you know, I, I've got I've got the per, you know all the add-ons that allow me to do perma perma tabs and fava favicon, faviconize my tabs and
1: yeah. See, yeah, use, uh, use, sidebars. Use a lot of I use those. I don't use a lot of those. And but the thing is, Chrome just announced now it's not for the Mac yet. But Chrome did just announce uh, announce extensions. So you'll be able to do add-ons just like uh, Firefox. Hopefully it doesn't make it crashy and, and not good because um, I think that's uh, a, a big problem with Firefox is some of those extensions are wonky and, and make uh, the browser unstable.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that it's, it's the add-ons that makes mine so unstable. But um, uh, you know what? I still, I still love my Firefox. Even, what, even if it crashes once a day, I'm, I'm still in love with it. Chrome is wicked fast you know i I just don't like you know i love I love Google, don't get me wrong I, I use so much of their products their design is ugly.
1: I like the design of this it's very it, minimal it,
0: I don't see I, i'm not I, I don't like Google's minimal design uh, i it, it is it, it, it's borderline ugly on how much <laughs> white space is there.
1: Oh, uh, white space is a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, it, they've got t- in, in the, the, the Google spot-
1: homepage is, is beautiful.
0: No, no. The Google the- homepage is the only thing that I think I like from Google as far as design. Have
1: you seen, have you seen what it does now? When you go to Google.com I'm going and now. you don't move your mouse, go to Google.com. Don't move your mouse. Okay. And just look at it.
0: All right. I'm watching. So it's just got the Google logo. It's got the search bar and it's got the Google search and I'm feeling lucky. So and, yeah, now, now move your mouse now move my mouse yeah oh did all
1: the is it cool it kind of fades up the rest of it
0: oh yeah i like that yeah it's like oh it's beautiful that is that is very cool but <laughs> uh but anyway i mean i i do like that you know the minimalist design there but i don't like my browser to have a minimalist design like for example i want to have a home page you know i i want I've got a home page when you so when you launch Google browser it, uh, or your Google browser, you can set it to it automatically loads to a home page. Yeah, it goes to my Google. Oh, OK. Well, then maybe I just it, I didn't find that when I was looking for it.
1: What's kind of neat. If you, if, you, if you do choose a new tab, uh-huh. um, it's kind of like Safari where it opens up a thumbnail of your most that's, recently visited. That's the problem. I don't like that.
0: That's the thing that I hate about the
1: Google Chrome browser. Right now, that's only if you open up a new tab. And, um, and which I do all day long. Yeah, I, you might be able to set that if you open up a new tab take that to your homepage. Oh,
0: I, well, actually, mm-hmm. what, no, what I want is that when I open up a two, new tab, I want it to just be blank. Like in uh,
1: Firefox. Oh, I see. Okay.
0: I don't want to see thumbnails because their thumbnails are ugly. Most of the, you know, they, they grab a little screen capture and, mm-hmm. and, and some of those screen captures are just downright ugly. It's like, man, that's what an ugly website you've got a screen capture of you know it's like and and i don't like yeah it's ugly
1: i'm sure you can do that i don't don't see it here right now but well if you find (laughs) it you let me know okay i but but i'm really liking it i i I, uh yeah i like it that's all i can say it's it uh, stays out of my way which is Mm -hmm. fine with me very
0: cool well i'm glad you like it and i'm glad it's available on the mac for the rest of the world that uses a computer (laughs) <laughs> All right, so UStream live broadcaster is released. Please tell me what this is.
1: Okay, uh, UStream. Who you know? Uh, we're broadcasting, I believe, the show off UStream. Am I right? Yes, we are. We are. Uh, if I let's say I was out in the field, right, and I was doing a um, I don't know, standing in line at the Apple Store waiting for ten point seven, I could take my iPhone out and fire up the UStream live broadcaster. And broadcast live video over Wi-Fi and 3G to Ustream, and you could watch it and comment, and I could see the chat room and everything. Wow. And what's cool is it does video even over my 3G iPhone, which doesn't do video. Nuh-uh. nuh And you can also record the stream to your iPhone for a later upload, and that even works over 3G, like on the original 3G iPhone.
0: Dude, so this is what Quick had for the jailbroken stuff. Exactly.
1: And you're saying this got approved? Yep. This app allows you to take your recorded stream on the YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and of course, the Ustream site. You can also relay your GPS location, and the URL appears in the video so you can tell your friends how to find you, and you can archive your broadcast to the web for later viewing. And uh, I tried it yesterday morning, and it worked with both 3G uh, you know, network connection and Wi-Fi, the video resolution is 320 by 240, which isn't great, but it can be lowered also to 176 by 144, which is worse. But when it's a smaller resolution, it's less data to send. So it'll probably look a little bit better over 3G, but it looked great. Uh, There's a slight delay, sudden so move, and about two seconds later, You know, on the stream, it would move. But very surprising that Apple's allowed this. I, I think um, we're, seeing, we're seeing some of the... the the apron strings loosen a little bit, I think
0: I am downloading this baby right now
1: (laughs) and it's free. So
0: download it. It is, it is, it is on its way to my iPhone at this
1: very moment. Dude, that is cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's one of the best, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's great news, especially for, for us with the uh, 3G iPhone. We can well, do video now. Here's
0: the thing. You started talking about it, and I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, Stephanie will love that. It's another, another thing her phone can do that mine can't, and she'll never use. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, okay, Chris, let's move on to the next story. And then you said it works on the, on the regular 3G. I'm like, dude. Like, what? What? <laughs> so, yeah, that is awesome. That is, yeah, that yeah. is very cool.
1: I could see Cliff using
0: this now. A uh, lot more. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean being able to, to stream live video, you better believe I'll be able to do, I'll be
1: doing that. Stream archive video too. I mean you you know, I, you can said re- later. I can
0: record it, right? Yeah. I, and I wonder what format that's in. I wonder if I'll be able to like tra- like, you know, keep uh, I I don't know. I'm definitely gonna be definitely gonna be playing with that. Thank I'm you. glad to make I'm glad I made your day today, Cliff. Thank you for that, my friend. That is awesome.
1: All right, yeah, so I didn't I didn't make it.
0: well no thank you for telling me about it i mean it is just (laughs) that 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 alone made episode 100 uh just completely awesome well there we go so there we go all right let's uh move on to some other stuff uh that is that the news that we have for the day that's it all right uh daryl sent me a link a while back and uh says something about jailbroken iphones uh exposed to a second worm this time it's malicious have you heard anything about this no. Uh, it says here, it's in, it says here, um, as, as inevitable as the sun rising in the east and setting in the west, <laughs> an innocuous iPhone worm has been transformed into malicious bank details stealing virus. The second recorded iPhone infection operates on, on exactly the same principles as the first as it targets uh, jailbroken handsets with SSH installed. Uh, but this time adds the funct- the ability for the hacker to remotely control and access the phone. By throwing up a purported ING direct logon page, he or she or they can collect your online banking credential, presumably all the cash that they are supposed to protect. Um, uh, let's see here. Presently isolated within the Netherlands, this outbreak may spread further still. Uh, as it is capable of infecting other jailbroken phones on the same Wi Fi network. Uh dun, dun, dun. I don't think there's a whole lot to be worried about here, is there? Nah. Number one, do you do you access your bank data via the iPhone?
1: No. I don't. I No, and I also don't have you need to have something called uh SSH enabled on your phone. Yeah. yeah I don't have i don't have that enabled so not
0: every not every jailbroken phone has installed ssh whatever that is do you know what it is what ssh yeah yeah i know what it is what is that
1: it uh it allows you to um, to like ftp in your phone oh okay yeah
0: yeah so you have to have that installed yeah all right yeah so so it's not every jailbroken phone is all of a sudden exposed to this worm and also you have to be on the same wi-fi now i mean there's there's a lot of issues with that so i don't see this as a widespread problem for jailbroken iphone owners if you if you know what i mean
1: yeah no i don't i don't think so either
0: all right but daryl thank you anyway for uh sending in a tip of uh something that can be covered here on help i got a mac we always love to hear from you guys Steven Rapp uh, wrote in. Uh, he is a uh, client of mine, and he wrote in this. He says, "Hey, Cliff, I see that you do a Mac show as well. I've been an a- I've been uh, Apple since Apple was you know before Apple was cool." Uh, he says, "My trusty G four eight sixty seven is gasping its last breath." When I started an inquiry uh, into the new uh, Power Mac, I was told to skip it and go straight to the Mac Mini. Uh, I was somewhat startled. I had never taken I was I had never taken the mini that seriously, but now I find I might be converting. What's your opinion? What kind of peripherals would I need for a top end vi- audio and video production? So, what are your what are your feelings on that, Chris?
1: Uh, I would say pass on the mini, and uh, especially now uh, that the new IMAX are out yeah
0: i yeah i definitely don't think that you need to go to power mac to know video mac Pro. or, or yeah uh, yeah go i would go mac pro or or uh, that's what i meant uh mac pro, and go to a uh mac um uh, macbook pro which mm-hmm. you, you know the lowest end macbook pro will be better i think a little bit better than the mini um, well
1: here's the thing if you've got um the, but the the 13 inch macbook pro is the same price as the iMac if you don't Feel like you're going to be taking this computer all over the place? I get the iMac in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, I had to buy uh, a new Mac, uh, you know, a few months ago, and I got the 13-inch MacBook Pro, which I love. Uh, but I needed a computer I could take with me places because I'm doing freelance work. And um, if not, I would have got a, an iMac in a heartbeat because you know you can do things like run media to it, you know, from Apple TV or, or hook it up. Uh, to an antenna, make it a you know a DVR and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff you can do to it since it's always sitting there, always on, uh, where you can't do with a laptop because you're turning it off and putting it to sleep and taking it around places. Very cool.
0: So yeah, I, I definitely I would go with the the newest iMac uh, for video production. Uh, you know, especially if you're considering the Mac Mini. Now, the, of course, the cost of the Mac Mini is a lot less than an iMac, but still, uh, you know, you're going to get a faster hard drive, you're going to get a bigger hard drive, you're going to you're going to get um, uh, a great graphics card. I mean, you're getting a ton of stuff with an iMac. So, uh, it, yeah, definitely, I would get the iMac. That's that would be my suggestion. Hey, real quick, Chris, I went down to the Smoky Mountains over Thanksgiving. Nice. And um, you know, I, I don't have the I don't have the automatic eye tethering, uh, you know, iPhone tethering stuff on my phone anymore. I still have NetShare, but that thing's still. You know too much to configure to get working and and to be honest with you i'm on an edge connection when i'm down there so it's even you know it's slow as snot in the winter time uh yeah. so so here's the situation my mom has a verizon wireless um usb modem so okay and, and she gets a pretty decent connection i mean it's not it's Definitely not your normal, you know, broadband connection. But it was pretty decent, much faster than my Edge connection on my phone. And uh, the thing is, though, is this little USB modem doesn't work with the Mac. It's only got software for the PC, okay, uh, for the for the for Windows. And uh, so, for the very first time, I actually I still had Parallels installed on my on my computer, but I had switch, you know, I had deleted that instance of Windows, and I. I uh, switched it over to boot camp. Well, I, I loaded up for the very first time my boot camp partition in Parallels. you know. So I was running Windows while Mac was still running, Mac OS was still running, and it worked great. And I installed the drivers for the modem, and I was browsing the web on um, Windows XP inside of Parallels on my MacBook using the Ver- Verizon wireless card. And dude, it was amazing. Sweet. I love it. The only thing is, yeah. is I, I wish I could have found a way to share the internet connection from my Windows XP over to the Mac side of things.
1: Yeah, I, there's some kind of bridging, but I only think it works one way. That, that's what I was thinking. I know,
0: I know that I can bridge my Mac OS acquired wifi, or, you know, in, access to the internet over to the PC, but it didn't seem to work vice versa.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't believe there's a way to do that. Yeah.
0: Or the question is, if if anybody knows, are there any drivers out there that allow you to use a Verizon USB uh, modem on a Mac? Is that available? If anybody can let me know that, that'd be great. Because my mom has a MacBook, and she would rather use her MacBook than her, her little netbook that, computer that she has that she takes down there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, I just got a, a message that uh, uh, Quick has just announced that they have submitted... a a new app that allows streaming for their videos too so um the reason to jailbreak your phone is getting less and less necessary
0: wow if apple's letting those things through maybe i should see if i can't push my my gspn.tv iphone app version 2.0 through again
1: you should resubmit it i think i'll
0: i'll do that all right, so uh, I got an email from Anne this morning, Anne from Germany. She says, well, even four months after I bought my MacBook, there are still some very basic questions that come up from time to time. And send your basic questions as often as you like. And since I want to use it to its full potential, I thought I'd ask you, uh, do you use apps like Workflow and Spaces? Well, first of all, uh, let's talk about Spaces, what Spaces is for just a moment. Spaces is um, some functionality within the Mac that allows you to um, basically have multiple different looking desktops um, so that you can open up, let's say I could open up Firefox on my screen and I could leave it open and I could hit, I think it's um, control arrow and it will take me over, it'll like move my screen over to, an like it'll give me a whole fresh new screen and I could open up my mail application and then I could hold tab over and I could go over to a new space and give me a clean de- uh, a clean desktop and I can open it up a different program there. And I could actually have a different set of programs for each kind of virtual desktop space.
1: Exactly. You can have all your web stuff in one, all your work, you know, your video stuff in one and all your audio editing stuff in another. You know, obviously it takes a lot of RAM and and things like that. But yeah, I I know people that that use spaces for different types of work they're doing.
0: I do. I don't use it. I have spaces turned on. I don't use it very often. Although, you know what? Thinking about it, there are some reasons why it would be, it would make sense for me to use it more on on my Mac Mini because I'm always... Uh, switching between the, you know, the chat room on my Mac Mini and the, you know, the Ustream control panel and the, um, uh, st- uh, what is it called? um studio setup. So, yeah. uh, you know what? Now that I think of it, and thank you, I'm going to start using Spaces more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know why I didn't think of doing that. Uh, so, yeah, I do use Spaces, and I like Spaces. Uh, now, what is Workflow? I've never heard of Workflow. Neither have I. Oh, well, so there you go. <laughs> and uh, to answer your question, no, we do not use workflow. Uh, but if you would like to tell us what workflow is, <laughs> we would love to know what it is. Yeah, um, definitely. Do we find them useful? Well, spaces, I do find some, there are some useful things for spaces. I don't think it's ne- absolutely a necessity, but it, 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 it does provide some functionality that if you get creative, you might find some ways that it'll work for you. Uh, and, uh, she says, what's the most effective way to use them? And again, um, you know, the, the most effective way is to find out, do you, would you like to have multiple different programs open, but not have them all open on the same screen at the same time? And, uh, the most effective way is to open up, you know, um, your, let's say your web browsing stuff in one window but a program you want to leave running in the background and have full access to. The, the One of the things that I don't like is when you minimize something, you have to go down into the dock and you have to right-click and then you have to make it maximize. That, that's, a, that's a frustrating thing for me. And so um, in the event that I don't want to see another window open in the background behind the window that I'm currently looking at, but I still want that window to be open and accessible to me within you know a, a very clap, quick key press, then Spaces is great for that. Does that make sense? Did I say that right, Chris? Yeah, definitely. So that that's the most effective use of it, I think. But uh, I think uh, so, too. But again, and we are not familiar with Workflow, so uh, if you could tell us what Workflow is, where you found it, um, we'll be happy to we'll pontificate on it. That's a fancy word. I don't even know what it means, but <laughs> I've heard it used in that, that, that context before. So anyway... Um, <laughs> you know, I've been using lots of words. I don't really, uh, I've never taken the time to look up what they mean, but just based upon contextual information, I just use it. I was talking about a whole cornucopia. Uh, you know, we have a whole cornucopia of topics to talk about. And, and then we looked up the term in dictionary.com. It's like, well, technically it doesn't apply. But then later I found out the cornucopia really is, it's, it's like an abundance, you know? Yeah. You know, and so there, we do, we have an abundance of things to discuss today. We did. Ah, do Exactly. So, hey, we have three pieces of audio feedback, and they are all from the same person, our good friend, <laughs> Chris Cray. And so here is the Chris K. section of the show.
2: Hey, guys, and congratulations on your 100th show. In honor of this occasion, I'm going to share an iPhone tip for people who happen to be using a Mac. If you have a Mac and are running GarageBand... You can turn almost any song in your iTunes library into a ringtone. I say any because you, this won't work on songs that you actually buy through iTunes. They have to be MP3s, otherwise it'll still cost $0.99 cents to do it through iTunes. Rather than stumble over my words to try to describe how you do it here, I'm going to direct you all to a website. If you go into Google and you type in iPhone GarageBand Custom Ringtones, it'll bring up a search page in which... The one you want to go to is um, www.ilounge.com. It should be the second one on the page or somewhere around there. And I've used this method to make my own ringtones several times, and it works perfectly. So give it a try, and let me know what you think.
0: All right, Chris, thank you very much for that. Um, And I want to tell folks, when it comes to ringtones, I have a great application that I really like a lot, and I'm seeing if I can find it here. It it's I think it's just called Ringtone Recorder, and uh, basically it's just like you know the Voice Memo app. But yeah, um, and let me see if here. Yeah, it's called re, it's called re, Ringtone Recorder. But it's like the Voice Memo. You can record up to thirty seconds of any audio, and uh, and it'll record it. And then there's a, a method for you to actually import that um, recording as an as a ringtone for your for your iPhone. And, in fact, I'm going to play for you. Um, let me turn this all the way up. And I'm going to go to sounds. And uh, I'm going to go to ringtone. And um, here is what happens when Stephanie calls. This is what it says. Hey, Dad, I answered the phone. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Here, one more time. That's McKenna. Of course, that was McKenna like, you know, eight months ago or seven months ago or something like that. But it just right. says, hey, dad, answer the phone. All right. So anyway, so basically what you can do is you can re- you, c- you can uh, record all kinds of custom greetings with the uh, ringtone recorder application. Do you have any custom ringtones, Chris?
1: Uh, Yeah, I do. Uh, When uh, I got some for when uh, actually, yeah, let me play some. Uh, they're funny. All right. Uh, While you're pulling
0: that up, I'm going to read uh, something that Vicky put in the chat room. She says, I hate the new iTunes App Store uh, layout. It brings up all this, all this stuff, but I can never find the button that lets me look through the vast array of apps. All it brings up is the new, the staff, the games, the popular things, but none of the stuff I want. And uh, I, I'll have to agree with you. It, the, the, ever since they went to this latest version of iTunes where it's all like a website now instead of like an a- the actual store, um, like it used to be. I I, I really don't like the new yeah, layout.
1: Anything that has a horizontal scroll bar, I think, is awful and should be thrown in the garbage. Okay, here here's my custom ringtones. This is my first one. This is from the Palm Pre. All right. <laughs> wow, they didn't steal that one from Apple, did they? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, this and I, I never used that one, but uh, here's my a uh, uh, default. Oh, that's you look nice today. I love that show. So that's are they that, still doing my, that show? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it comes out once every few months. Once every few months. <laughs> they just released one this week and it was hilarious. Dirty as all get out, but hilarious. Yeah. And then when my buddy uh, Scott calls, who's a huge Pearl Jam fan, he gets this one. Is Which cool. is a Pearl Jam song. So yeah, so I got a couple of them. I, but the You Look Nice Today Ring is, is pretty much my default. Yeah. I used to have another one where Merlin Man was going, boop, 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 boop. And it was just pretty funny.
0: I'm going to see if I can pull this up. gspn.tv slash ringtone. Give me one second. I want to see if that, if that's the right web address. Yeah. And I will be able to tell you in just a second. Yes, it is. It, the page isn't really all that great looking. And for those of you who are in the chat room, I'm putting a link right here for you. But uh, you can right click here to download the... It's already formatted as an iTunes, iPhone uh, ringtone. So all you do is you, t- you download that and drag it into your iTunes library And it will show up as a ringtone. Uh, But uh, here's the MP3 version. I'll just click on it. And this is what you'll get right here. Starting now. Ah, that. So if you want the the gspn.tv ringtone, head over to gspn.tv slash ringtone already formatted for the iPhone, and available as an, <laughs> as an MP3 for you to download. Yes. Anyway. It's free. Totally free. All right, so um, Chris K. has another one for us. Here is the AT&T uh, app he wants to tell us about.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Chris K. for Help I Got a Mac. Got an app review this week. The app is called AT&T Mark the Spot. It's a free app in the App Store. And it's an app put out by AT&T as a way for iPhone users to quickly and easily report gaps in coverage. When you open the app up, you're presented with a list of problems such as drop call, fail call, no coverage, etc. And you just select the problem you're having and you hit submit. The uh, the app has a, uses the phone's GPS to to give you the current location. So if you're if you're talking on the phone and you drop a call. You just select Drop Call and Submit and it's no, and the AT&T then knows where you were when when the call was dropped so they can look into it. The other thing is, you can also pull up the map. So if you drive through an area and you notice that your coverage goes out in this area, you can actually open the map up, drag the pin to that area and submit it there and they know from the GPS coordinates which area didn't have any coverage. So. They can they can in theory investigate that too. And way it's a free app. And if AT and T does what they can, what I think they can do with this app, it'll be worth it for all iPhone users to get. So go ahead and check it out.
0: I love that he says in theory that they'll they'll investigate. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I what do you think about that? I, would would you install the uh, what is it called? Um, uh, tr- I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, fill the gap. I or, like just, uh, probably not. I, I'm not interested in it. I, I mean, if I if I have, I mean, I, I drop. You know, I used to drop galls all the time. It's not happening as much as it used to. But uh, yeah. I, I
1: get the concept. I applaud them for the effort. I want yeah, exactly. I mean, good on good on them to find gaps. But I, I yeah. most times, most of the time, when I would go to do that app, I probably can't get a, a signal anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. But it says it will cache the the report, and you can upload it later. So yeah, that's true. No, I, I, feel, I think it's called fill the, fill in the gap or something like that. But anyway, Chris, I, I hope you don't mind that we, we shut down the uh, you know the use of it. But uh, folks, if you're out there and you want to help AT and T, you know, improve their service, I I, I do see. I th- I think it's a great effort. It's just that you know. Now, if they if now if they were to here's the situation. You want to you want to see me use this thing? Take a dollar off for every time you know every time I report so, uh, uh, an outage.
1: <laughs> I'd report fifty times a day. And get my service for but free. No, no, no but it, it there you know.
0: Literally, I think that there would be a way to confirm this. You know
1: that, or just you know, if you use the app, you get a dollar off up to five bucks. Yeah, something like that. I mean, five bucks off your off your bill. i, I it's, you know, hey, it, it'd be motivating people to use it.
0: Some, there's if they if there was a financial reward in, in in the way of a discount for something like that, I I could see myself using it. But otherwise, I'm like, dude. I mean, come on. Get you know, I I wonder how many people will actually use that.
1: Yeah, I have to be honest. Uh, I I haven't had a whole lot of problems with AT and T as of late.
0: Not lately, boy. I did. Gosh, le- this time last year when, when yeah. or, or when the when the 3gs came out for like three months it, my my the actual the use of a phone with my iphone was useless i mean it was it, I, I should have went out and just bought myself a track phone for 20 bucks for three months
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's okay though right now
0: yeah it is it, here in our area by the way let's preface yeah. it in the cincinnati northern kentucky area right now at&t seems to be rather solid yes all right one more chris k feedback and uh Dude, I really, really, really am uh, excited to hear about this. Don't think I'm going to buy it, but uh, I'm excited to hear about it. And I actually got all the things that I wanted from it just by looking at YouTube, a video showing all of it. So here's what Chris K is talking about. Hey,
2: everyone. This is Chris K with an app review for Help I Got a Mac. If you're around my age, I want you to think back to when you walked into a video arcade sometime in the early 80s. There was a game, and it was probably one of the first games that I can remember where they actually charged you 50 cents to play. Oh, there was yeah, always a so line around about. there, and it was just <laughs> as much fun to watch as it was to play. The game I'm talking about is Dragon's Lair, and now it Dragons- is out on the Lair. iPhone. It's a four ninety nine app in the App Store by Electronic Arts. Normally I don't review higher priced apps like this but this 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 is perfect if you remember the game this plays it looks and sounds exactly like the old arcade game i mean the only difference is it's on a smaller screen and like i i was able to justify the expense by saying i mean probably back in the 80s i spent well more than five dollars playing that game so if you want to blast from the past in the art, in the arcade world, go check this one out. $4.99 in the App Store.
0: Awesome. Hey, you know what I'd love? I would love to have a Bluetooth, very high-quality keyboard and button, like an arcade uh, joystick and button layout.
1: Oh, um, go to the X-Arcade for that.
0: Where, where do you go?
1: X-Arcade.
0: Okay, I'm going right now. So X-Arcade yeah right, i'm gonna see what it is now it looks like a badly formatted site uh it probably is it just what what is this I mean, this is uh it's a it's a search farm
1: link farm maybe I'm, maybe i'm wrong do a google search for x x arcade
0: oh, okay x arcade let's see what this is Do to do oh, okay x gaming com maybe yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah, like that. Will that work with the Dragon Slayer. Oh. oh. Well, here- <laughs> Let
1: me stop my music then. Dragon's Lair. No, so have no you been people. playing it? Do you like that? No, no, I was just watching the trailer on, on YouTube.
0: <laughs> See all
1: dragons. Lair just- was one of those games that um like a certain thing would flash and you had to push the joystick in a certain direction. And um it never was a game that, that I played a lot. I, I used to watch it, though. Yeah. It, I mean, here, here, here's what it looked like when you were in the arcade. Oh, wait, that's the Italian version or something. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, it would. It, I just remember being at like, the store and walking by and all of a sudden you hear Bing! Dragon's Lair. And yes. it's like, oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's a cartoon I can play.
0: I do remember that. Now, I'm looking at X-Arcade. Uh, that is exactly what I'm talking about, but it doesn't... Does that work with the... Uh, it doesn't work with the uh, iPhone. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, no. It works for your PC.
0: No, no, no. I want I want one that goes for... I, I want one for the... For the... Um, oh, which am I call it? For the iPhone. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: think about that. That, yeah.
0: that would be cool. And also, th- it looks like nope. they're, they're, they do have a... Uh, an Xbox adapter and a PlayStation 3 adapter which
1: is amazing. Yeah, that would be slight overkill for your iPhone. Yeah. No, considering I, but, it's like $200 for it.
0: But but that but that it's available for both. But that's exactly what I'm talking about, something that heavy duty that is a oh, real yeah. joystick and has real buttons.
1: I think that that's amazing. I've used it. It's 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 incredible. Uh especially if you have like a if you have like an old Xbox that you can hack or uh you know, put Xbox media center on it or um or an old PC lander, right? You can put MAME on it and play all those great games from back in the 80s and 90s on it.
0: Yeah. Troy says he'd like to buy one of the old arcade games. But that's what I'm saying is, is you know, you you can get these old arcade games for, you know, all these new systems, and it's just as good, except that you just don't have that experience of a heavy-duty, real, authentic uh, joystick and buttons. But looks like X-Arcade has uh, filled a need. And uh, dude, I'd love to get that and play Galaga all day long. Me, it'd be Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong would rock as well, you know. But but you know, there's a thumb pad's just not gonna do it with those old
1: arcade games. No, Street Fighter Two is great on it too. It's you know six buttons and it's a fighting game and it's yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome, folks! Thank you
0: for sticking around for 100 plus episodes of Help I Got a Mac. It's been yes, amazing, thank you. and uh, you know, God willing, we'll be here for another hundred. Of course, we want your questions. Uh, that, I mean, really seriously, that 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 would be the main content of our show if if we could uh, if we could get enough questions every week. We would we would sit here and answer your questions all day long, or yep. well, at least for forty five minutes each week. So, exactly, uh, give us a call eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven eight five nine seven nine five 467 or 4067 (laughs) until next time everybody join the community see ya